premillennial, pre-tribulational, dispensational, independent, and standing on the inspired, preserved Word of God, the King James Bible, as our final authority, this is the Sword of the Spirit Podcast with your host and Bible teacher, Joseph Ruciello. Take your Bible, sit back, and join us as we open and study the Word of God. And now, here's your host. Hey there, folks. This is Joe Russiello, and it is great to be with you once again as we open up and study the precious Word of God, your King James Bible. And you know, folks, as always, wherever you are, whenever you are, and on whatever platform it is you find yourself listening to us on, it's always my prayer that you also find yourself in the grace and in the mercy of our Lord and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Sword of the Spirit podcast and our Thursday night Bible study. Folks, I hope you guys had a great week this week. Uh, I hope that this week flew by for you as quickly as it flew by for me. I so look forward to getting together with you every Thursday night. Uh, we got a little bit of a late start tonight. I had another work commitment that I had to uh, attend to before I was able to get to the show tonight. Uh, so please forgive me for that. Uh, for those of you that are listening live, it affects you. For those of you listening as a podcast later on, you're golden. So nothing to really worry about there. All right. Now, tonight, uh, I'm excited to get into uh, or actually to continue our study in 2 Timothy chapter 2. Uh, believe it or not, we have been studying 2 Timothy chapter 2 for six weeks. Just this one chapter has been six weeks of study, and that has just been phenomenal. And it has been a phenomenal study. We have learned so much, so very, very much from our study of 2 Timothy chapter 2. We learned about the different types of grace that the Lord God provides for us. We learned about dying grace. We learned about giving grace. We learned about saving grace. Uh, All the different types of grace that the Lord provides for us. And believe me, there is plenty more than just that. We also learned about what it is to endure hardness as a soldier of Jesus Christ, to endure hardness, to endure the trials and the tribulations that we go through on a daily, daily basis. We also studied uh, spiritual warfare as connected to it. We discussed uh, on a Sunday afternoon, we talked about our real adversary and how it connects to our study of Second Timothy chapter 2. So it's been a, an incredibly fruitful study, uh, hopefully not just for myself, hopefully you have been pulling some information out of this that was a blessing to you and has been helping you with your walk with the Lord. Now, uh, we'll be getting into that study in just a few minutes, but before we do that, I'm going to ask you to do just a couple of quick things for me. First of all, would you visit our website, swordofthespiritpodcast.com? That's swordofthespiritpodcast.com. And when you get over there, head over to our contact section, and why don't you send us a message? You can email me directly uh, through that web form. Uh, You can send us anything that's on your heart, anything on your mind, any questions, comments, cares, concerns that you might have. And also, don't forget to include your prayer requests. I really do look forward to getting those prayer requests, and I'm thankful that I have the opportunity to pray over these things for you and along with you. So 
Don't forget to include those prayer requests. Now, if you don't like to use the web form, that's fine. You could always email me uh, directly at info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. That's info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Now, folks, also, while you're on the website, would you please look for this support this podcast button? And when you find it, would you uh, please consider supporting us with a small monthly contribution? You can make that contribution at $0.99, cents, $4.99, or $9.99 a month. Now, uh, to do a monthly recurring contribution might be a little difficult right now. I know, you know the economy is tight for everybody. Uh, gas prices have gone up again. Uh, just on the way here tonight, I passed um, uh, an Exxon station. It was uh, three twenty nine a gallon. Uh, just a couple of days ago, it was around two something, like two sixty, two seventy. So uh, gas prices are going up again. So things a little tight. I, I get it. So if you can't commit yourself to a monthly recurring contribution, uh, would you also would you consider making a uh, one time contribution? And you can do that by clicking on the Waygiver button, which is also on our website. So pray about it, and if the Lord leads you to do it, if these live shows and these podcasts have been a blessing to you in any way, if you'd like to become an active part of this ministry, you know, your contribution will go a very, very long way, and I would be extremely thankful for it. Now, folks, normally here I like to first and foremost thank the Lord Jesus Christ, first of all, for saving me, for... uh, for uh, uh, opening up my eyes to the truth of the gospel and for, uh, for reaching down his nail-scarred hand out of the banister of glory and rescuing me from an eternity in the devil's hell. Uh, I also want to say thank you to the Lord for uh, giving me this particular opportunity to sit here behind this microphone and to open up the Word of God, to study the Word of God with you, and to fellowship around the cross of Jesus Christ. It's a tremendous blessing. It's a tremendous privilege to be able to do this. And I am very, very thankful to the Lord for it because this is all Him. The amount of growth that we've seen uh, over the last uh, several months has been just unbelievable. Never expected to reach. This is episode 61. Uh, never thought we'd get past 10. And uh, here we are. Uh, so it's, it's, and it's all the Lord. Dr. Cook used to say, that uh, if you could explain it, then the Lord wasn't in it. And I honestly can't explain it, so the Lord has to be in this, and I'm very thankful uh, to, for, to Him for that. I also want to say thank you, of course, to all of our supporters uh, who pray for us on a regular basis. Thank you so very, very much. I appreciate your prayers. I covet your prayers. I uh, need your prayers. This ministry needs your prayers. Uh, so please continue to pray for us, and I would be very thankful as you continue to do so. I also want to say thank you to those of you who already support us financially. Uh, thank you again so much for that contribution that you make uh, on a monthly basis or, or one-time basis that you already have. Thank you so very, very much. We are so close to achieving the goal that we set forth when we started taking in contributions of getting cases of Bibles, being able to give those out to those who are in need, who maybe can't afford one of their own, uh, and your contributions have us very close. We need, I think, just two more contributions at uh, a monthly recurring contribution of at least four ninety nine ninety nine nine ninety nine a month. Uh, we can get over that hump and we can get that uh, project going. 
So if you're listening to this and you haven't decided yet as to whether or not you want to contribute to this uh, this podcast, uh, please take the time, pray about it, think about what the Lord would have you to do, and just think about the eternal rewards you'll get from contributing to a ministry like this where we're seeking to serve the Lord, we're seeking to uh, get Bibles out into the hands of people uh, that need them and want them and just can't afford them for themselves. So uh, pray about it, folks. Pray about it. And we'll be very, very thankful for it. I also want to say thank you, of course, to every single one of you, whether you are a financial contributor contributor, or if you just uh, pray for us in this ministry. Thank you so very, very much for listening in every single show that we put out there. God bless you for it. Um, our numbers have been climbing, climbing, climbing. We have recently pl- passed a tremendous milestone, which I'll make that announcement a little bit later on when we get to our announcement section here. And uh, it's just been an incredible, incredible time in seeing how much this show has grown from that very first episode back in April of 2022 to where we are here today. And uh, so... We're only there because of you, and I want to thank you so much for it. Um, because of the way you listen and the amount of people that uh, you've been referring to us, you know, we are currently sitting in four number one spots on the Good Pods platform, which is unbelievable. We're number one in religion and spirituality, number one in Christianity, number one in uh, top 100 episodes, and number one in top 100 independent podcast. So thank you so very, very much. And it's only because of your activity and your faithfulness in listening in to everything we, we put out. So God bless you and thank you again. Now, folks, if you are in the Eagle Pass area and you are looking for a good King James Bible-believing and Bible-teaching church, well, why don't you pay us a visit at First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass? We meet at 664 North Monroe. Our Sunday school hour starts at 10 a.m., our worship service begins at 11 a.m., and our Sunday evening service is at 6 p.m., and then our Wednesday night Bible study is at 7 p.m. For more information, you could always visit the church's Facebook page. All you need to do is just log into Facebook, search for First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass. Once you get over there, you're going to find lots of really helpful information. And you'll also find episodes of this podcast as well. And we want to say thank you, of course, to Pastor John Monk, my pastor, my friend, uh, for allowing me the opportunity to use the church's Facebook page to post the shows on it. Uh, As you guys know, I don't have Facebook. I don't want Facebook. I'm not interested in Facebook. Uh, Personally, my, uh, my personal feeling on Facebook, it is just a trap. It causes more trouble. It breaks up more families. It uh, interferes in people's lives in more ways than you can possibly imagine. And so uh, a few years ago, I got rid of it, and I'm, I've been very, very thankful and appreciative since then. So, uh, so folks, uh, you can find us there as well. And, uh, but listen, wherever you're, you're finding our show, wherever you're listening to our show, make sure that you like subscribe and share it with your friends, your family, and your followers, and help us spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. It, uh, it, really, is, it really is a challenge, folks, to get people to, to, to listen to, to Bible studies and shows like ours. Um, it takes a lot of prayer. It takes a lot of talk. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of effort. So I want to thank you again for uh, all the effort that you do put into it. 
All right. We are cruising along here, which is great. We're trying very, very hard not to have another two-hour Bible study tonight. <laughs> so, uh, And that's because we got a late start this evening. Now, folks, uh, just a couple of announcements for you. I just want to remind you uh, that our Sermon Sunday broadcast is every Sunday afternoon at 3 p.m. Central Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, so if you are interested in attending that uh, type of uh, preaching service, why don't you join us? You could find us right here if you're listening to us on Spreaker, or it'll be uploaded shortly thereafter to all of our major podcasting platforms. Don't forget also to head over to our programming announcements subscription box on our website, com. When you get over there, just look for that box, and uh, if you want to get email updates from us about the show, mostly just programming alerts, just letting you know if there's any changes or any uh, uh, adjustments to the schedule or if there's any cancellations or any guests that are going to be on the show, uh, that's where you're going to find out. And if you want to stay in the know, sign up for those email alerts and we'll get those out to you as the information is needed. Now, I don't keep your information. I'm not selling your information. It's all staying here with me. So if you want to get on it, just head over to sortofthespiritpodcast.com, programming announcement subscription, and get on the mailing list. All right, folks, just want to remind you about our sword swag. Yeah, we have sword swag. You could uh, get yourself a really nice Sword of the Spirit podcast coffee mug, which I have right here in front of me, and I'm going to take a sip for, from it for you, for your benefit and purpose. Mm. Oh, that's good. That is really good. Um, <laughs> I do that every time, every show we do. So what am I drinking today? This is some really nice, delicious, hot coffee because I need it. Had a, had a hard day today at, at the office, and um, uh, I need the coffee. need to stay awake. So uh, get yourself one of these really nice Sword of the Spirit podcast coffee mugs. If you want one, it'll cost you $25 in a contribution. Uh, also on our sword swag, we have our sword of the spirit podcast t-shirts. If you'd like to get yourself one of those, which I'm wearing one myself, uh, like I said, I always wear one during the show. Um, the sword of the spirit podcast t-shirt will set you back for a $35 contribution, but head over to sword of the spirit podcast.com and, uh, load yourself up with some swag. It's good stuff. It's really good stuff. Good quality too. And I designed it. So it looks great. Okay. All right. All right. I know. All right, folks. Uh, one more announcement. Um, if you are interested in prepping or if you are a prepper, I would like to tell you about a podcast and a vidcast um, for uh, folks that are interested in prepping, uh, folks that are preppers, and you're just all around patriot. I'm talking about the Contra Radio Network. You can find them at www.crn.best. That's www.crn.best. You have to use the www. If you don't, you'll get a page load error and you won't be able to find it. So uh, check them out. Contra Radio Network. Now, I listen to the Contra Radio Network at least once, maybe twice a day. A bunch of really good shows on there. Uh, I, I, I'm a political junkie. I love the politics of the network. So that's where I put most of my focus. But I do check out the prepping uh, and the prepper uh, broadcast. Really great information, uh, and I would really suggest you, you pay attention and listen to what some of these folks are saying. So uh, check them out, www.crn.best, Contra Radio Network. 
And uh, you can also find our show on the Contra Radio Network, which uh, is a real blessing to be there. And we're thankful to the folks over there uh, for uh, inviting us and having us as part of their family of broadcasters. So thank you very much, folks. I appreciate your support. All right, folks. Well, we are at that point where we are going to take our first break of the evening. And uh, when we get back, we'll uh, get to our little prayer list here, and then we'll move on into our study for this evening. So, folks, this is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends, your family, and your followers. And we'll be right back after this. Don't go away. Hi, everyone. This is JJ, the co-founder of Good Pods. If you haven't heard of it yet, Good Pods is like Goodreads or Instagram, but for podcasts. It's new, it's social, it's different, and it's growing really fast. There are more than 2 million podcasts, and we know that it is impossible to figure out what to listen to. On Good Pods, you follow your friends and podcasters to see what they like. That is the number one way to discover new shows and episodes. You can find Good Pods on the web or download the app. Happy listening!
shall find me if you search with all your heart. I will bring you out of bondage. Welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. This is Joe Rusiello, and uh, we're going to get into our prayer list here just a quick second. Uh, I did actually forget to mention something in the announcements that I said I was going to mention, and I can't believe that I forgot to mention it. So I've been looking at our numbers, and we have uh, we have passed another milestone, folks. Thank you so much for downloading and for playing the shows. We have now passed 4,118 episodes. I know I said episodes, I meant downloads and plays, 4,118 plays and downloads, 61 episodes, over 4,000 plays. That is just phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. And uh, I attribute that all to, first of all, the Lord for allowing it and to you for faithfully listening in to everything we've been putting out. God bless you. Thank you so very, very much for that. Uh, You guys just... You continue to just bless me in every way possible. So thank you. Thank you so very, very much. Again, God bless you for it. All right, folks, uh, getting into our prayer list. All right, first and foremost, anytime uh, we uh, go through our prayer list, we always start with the folks that are in need of salvation that we're aware of. And uh, our list here is, uh, it's a short list right now. Hopefully there'll be more people added to the list in need of salvation. Uh, because I'm sure there's more people out there, especially in your lives, that um, that should be on this prayer list as well. So on uh, on this prayer list uh, for this week, we have for salvation. We're praying for Diane, my mom. We're praying for Laura, my sister. We're praying for uh, David in New York City. We're praying for Fairman, uh, who is uh, a dear friend's father. So we're going to be praying for them. Uh, so let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we want to pray for the, all of those that are on our salvation prayer list this morning, uh, this evening. Father God, we want to thank you so much for answered prayer. Lord, we want to thank you uh, that you are the God of salvation, that there is no salvation anywhere else but through the Lord Jesus Christ and through the blood that was spilled on the cross of Calvary. Father, we lift up all of those on our salvation prayer list tonight. We ask you, Father God, just to reach down from heaven, grab a hold of their hearts, Lord, and Lord, draw them to yourself. Lord, please use this ministry, use folks that are around them to lead them to the Lord Jesus Christ, that they might be saved, and they might be saved today. And we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, going on down to our uh, sick list. Uh, As always, we pray for Pastor Martin. Pastor Martin is my pastor's pastor, and Pastor Martin is a good friend to me as well. And, uh, 
I really do have a lot of respect and admiration for this man. This man is 89 years old. Uh, he has served as a, as a pastor of a church for over 50 years. Uh, he has uh, a tremendous, tremendous heart and desire to serve the Lord even at his age now and with all of the uh, ailments that he is dealing with. Uh, so we pray for Pastor Martin. He has uh, conditions with his heart. Uh, he has uh, poor vision. Uh, he has uh, blood pressure problems, eczema, and uh, medication problems as well. So we want to pray for Pastor Martin. We also want to pray for Mary Perez, who is on our list now for a couple of weeks as she is battling cancer. We're praying for mom, my mom, Diane, as uh, she's dealing with COPD and uh, a number of other health issues. Laura, my sister, with a slipped disc in her back. Uh, we're praying also for uh, Bernice, who has been battling cancer for quite some time now. And um, we're praying for her and we're praying for the uh, treatments that she's undergoing. Uh, Alan uh, had prostate cancer surgery on the 17th. I'm just waiting to get some updates on that for you. Uh, but we'll be praying for him and for his recovery. We're praying for Janae, who uh, has some heart issues that she has been dealing with. Uh, we're praying for Sharon Baldino, who also has been uh, struggling with cancer. Uh, Bernard Maurer uh, for uh, back pain that he has as a result of a surgery that took place uh, just a few months ago. And uh, they're having problems with an implant that was in there. And we're praying for Fairman, who is in the hospital uh, with cancer, with cancer, and uh, also dealing with a fractured vertebrae uh, as a result of a tumor connected to the cancer. Uh, we, so we're going to pray uh, for all of those on our sick list, and let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we want to thank you, Lord, that you are the great physician. We thank you, Father God, that, uh, that we can come before the throne of grace and we can lay these petitions before you. And Lord, not only can we come, but we can come boldly. The scripture tells us so because of the sacrifice that was made by your precious son, the Lord Jesus Christ, when he suffered and bled and died on that cruel cross at Calvary. Father God, we just pray that you would just touch each and every one that is on this prayer list for their illnesses, for their surgeries, uh, for the... Uh, for the uh, cancers that they're fighting, for their pains and their sufferings. Lord, we just pray that you would just touch each and every one. Lord, that you would bring comfort where comfort is needed. You would bring grace where grace is needed. And Lord, that you would bring healing as well. Father, we thank you. Lord, we love you tonight and we praise you for all that you do for us according to your will. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we're also praying for uh, Jude. My uh, brother-in-law uh, and his contracting business, and uh, uh, we're praying uh, also for a citizenship uh, situation that he is dealing with right now. So uh, we're going to lift him up for, for that. We're also praying for Robert. Uh, Robert C. is a National Guardsman, and he's uh, serving down here in Eagle Pass along the border. And uh, he's a good friend and. Uh, uh, you know he's he's been a real blessing. Uh, his friendship has been a blessing to me, and uh, the fact that he act that he's out there not only serving uh, on the border here, but but using his time to witness to uh, his colleagues is a, it's a real blessing and a real uh, real challenge uh, for the rest of us too. That no matter where we are, we have a mission field in front of us, and we should be acting on it. So we're going to pray for Robert. Uh, we're also praying for uh, Angel and her pregnancy. We're praying for her husband Alex as well. 
Isabella for her walk with the Lord. Jessica has asked for prayer for her walk with the Lord. Uh, Alex Herrera is uh, asking for prayer for uh, a job and financial situation while caring for his father. Uh, Julissa is uh, asking for prayer for a uh, for a situation with her family. Uh, Jerry and Rebecca uh, for uh, the uh, Border Patrol program that they're attending in New Mexico. And we're praying also for Philip, who uh, is back at school in Wisconsin, and we're praying for the Lord to uh, guide his steps, and we're praying for his walk with the Lord as well. We also want to pray for uh, all of the Border Patrol agents and officers, National Guard and law enforcement that are working here along the border. We also want to pray for uh, all of our local, state, and federal elected officials, uh, those that are in authority over us. So uh, we're going to pray for all of that. And Heavenly Father, we want to thank you again, Lord, that you are the God of all goodness and grace. And Lord, you are the God of love and you are God of mercy, but you're also a God of judgment. And uh, Lord, we know that uh, that day is coming. Lord, when you will judge this world and that now is the day of grace and now is the day of mercy and now is the day of salvation. So, Father, we pray uh, that you would um, just uh, just examine all of those on our prayer list here today, Lord. We ask for Jude, Robert, uh, Angel, Alex, um, uh, Jessica, Philip, um, Isabella. Lord, we pray for all of them and all of their needs, Jerry and Rebecca, uh, uh, Alex, uh, 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 Alex Herrera. We're praying for uh, all the Border Patrol, National Guard, law enforcement on the border. Lord, we're praying for all of, all of our local, state, and federally elected officials. Father, we just pray that you would just touch each and every one of them, Lord, that you would meet their needs uh, according to your perfect will for them, and we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord, we also want to uh, lift up uh, all of the unspoken prayers of our hearts, Lord, those prayers that we're unable to communicate, Lord, uh, verbally, uh, whether it's for just deeply personal reasons or if it's uh, just something that, uh, that we just can't find the right words to describe uh, what it is that uh, we're dealing with. But Lord, uh, tonight we lift up Eduardo Rodriguez, Mike Elizalde, and, of course, uh, I, this long, long-standing, unspoken prayer for myself, Lord Father. We thank you so much that, uh, that we can come again, Lord, before the throne of grace. We can present these concerns, these cares before you. And, Lord, that, uh, that you would always answer our prayers according to your perfect will and according to your grace and your glory. And, Lord, we uh, just submit ourselves to that. Give us the ability to, to uh, discern your answer to our prayers and to uh, accept whatever your answer is, whether it's yes, no, or not now. So, Heavenly Father, we just commit all of these things to you. We commit tonight's Bible study to you as well. And I pray, Lord, that you would uh, give me the ability to teach tonight in a way with authority, uh, with, uh, with, with clarity, and with power. And we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, folks, now if you have any prayer requests whatsoever, please email it to us at info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. That's info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Or you can go to our website, swordofthespiritpodcast.com, and uh, you can send it to us over that web form if that's what you so choose to do. All right, that's great, folks. I really do appreciate your prayer requests, and uh, please, please keep them coming in. So uh, last week we celebrated uh, our first uh, Missionary Sunday, 
uh, of the 2023 season. Uh, and we did that by highlighting the LaRue family in Chile. Uh, it was a real blessing to talk about the LaRue family. Uh, again, uh, friends to me and a uh, real blessing to me in my life uh, since I had met them. And uh, so we highlighted them, and that was a real blessing for us. Now, next month, uh, the second Sunday of next month, we will be highlighting yet another missionary family, and uh, we'll make that announcement at that time. All right, so we don't have any uh, listener questions. However, we do, we do have a listener birthday. So we want to wish Taylor a very happy birthday And God bless you from the Sword of the Spirit podcast and the Sword of the Spirit podcast family. Happy birthday, Taylor. Amen. All right. Uh, Happy birthday, Taylor. God bless you. And thank you for listening. And thank you for letting us know that your birthday was uh, yesterday, actually. So happy belated birthday. But you can't hold us at fault because we didn't have a show yesterday. So all right, folks, Uh, with that said, we are going to go into our second break of the evening. And when we come back, we're going to get into our uh, Bible study for tonight uh, on 2 Timothy chapter 2. So While we're on this break, go get your King James Bible, grab yourself a cup of coffee or a bottle of water, and we'll see you when we get back right after this.
This book contains the mind of God, the state of man, the way of salvation, the doom of sinners, and the happiness of believers. Its doctrines are holy, its precepts are binding, its histories are true, and its decisions immutable. Read it to be wise, believe it to be safe, and practice it to be holy. It contains light to direct you, food to support you, and comfort to cheer you. It is the traveler's map, the pilgrim's staff, the pilot's compass, the soldier's sword, and the Christian's character. Christ is its subject, our good its design, and the glory of God its end. It should fill the memory, rule the heart, and guide the feet. Read it slowly, frequently, and prayerfully. It is given to you in life, will be open in the judgment, and be remembered forever. It involves the highest responsibility, rewards the greatest labor, and condemns all who trifle with its holy precepts. The King James Bible, God's Holy Book. Amen. Welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast, folks. This is Joe Rusiello, and uh, for those of you who have been listening for any length of time, you know when you hear that, that it's time to open up our Bibles and get ready to study the Word of God. Uh, before I forget, uh, if you have a uh, an active Spreaker account and uh, you'd like to uh, jump on into the chat group, we have uh, the chat room is open. Uh, you're more than welcome to jump on in there, and uh, we'll interact a little bit during the course of the show. It's always a blessing to do that. Um, I don't think anybody's in there just at the moment, but uh, if you're listening and you want to be the first one in and you have an active account, jump on in. Say hello. All right, now, Second uh, Timothy and chapter number 2. So um, we have been in Second Timothy for six weeks, I told you earlier, and um, it's been a tremendous, tremendously fascinating study, to say the least. And uh, I think spending six weeks in one chapter has it's a first for me <laughs> I'll tell you that but uh as you study it you you realize that uh this chapter is just packed with information i mean you could probably sit here for months and months and months and not completely unpackage everything that the lord has in here for us but uh for tonight we're in second timothy chapter 2 and uh we're going to pick it up in verse number 20 second timothy chapter 2 and verse number 20 but in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. The Apostle Paul, if you went back to Jeremiah chapter 18, God told the prophet Jeremiah to go down to the potter's house and watch what that guy was doing. So uh, Jeremiah, o Jeremiah obediently goes down and he, he watches the potter. He takes clay. He takes water. He puts it on his wheel and then he works that treadle and he slowly fashions a vessel. 
Well, after Jeremiah watches that for a while, he tells him to go and tell Israel. Here's the illustration. Here's the metaphor. I'm the potter. God's the potter. And you're the clay. Israel's the clay. And I'm molding you. And I'm making you. Now, someday you're going to be a finished product. But if you examine the potter's house in relationship to the vessels you find in the Bible, there are a lot of different kinds of vessels that the potter made, that the potter manufactured and sold for, for you know, different purposes. Now, the reason Paul uses this illustration is because it was an illustration that was familiar with everybody in his day and age. Now, if Paul was writing this uh, in this day and age, he would probably say something along the lines of like a, a hot and cold water faucet in your kitchen or your bathroom. But they didn't have the luxury of hot and cold water faucets. Uh, what they did have were vessels. They, they had vessels. So he capitalizes on that very, very thing. Now, uh, a great little book, and if you're up for an interesting read, great book. A, a lady named Barbara Bowen, and she lived in the Middle East for about 40-plus years. She wrote a fascinating little book called Strange Scriptures That Perplex the Western Mind. And it's not a difficult read. It's not something you'll, uh, you're, you're going to sit there and like stumble over all day long. It's, it's, it's actually pretty fascinating. What she does is she goes through some of these scriptures that are culturally inclined, that you know the Western mind really doesn't understand, and then she explains them in the light of that particular culture. She said this, if, if, you were going, if you were to go into the, um, the average uh, Palestinian home, uh, and this is years ago, but it probably still has some application, particularly when you get away from the cities. But if you go into the average Palestinian home, there, there would be a little wooden bench about four to five feet long just inside the door. And in that bench, there would be three holes, and each hole would cradle a vessel. Now, two of them would be identical, about five gallons in size and about that dimension. And the other one would be a small one, you know, with a dipper. So the lady of the house, generally, at least once, maybe, I don't know, maybe twice a day, would go to the local water supply, whether it's a spring or a well or, you know, whatever had the best water available. She'd go, she'd fill it up, and she'd bring it back and then deposit it in cradle number one, uh, you know, People would come. People would come in, and you know, Palestine. It's, it's a hot, dry, dusty kind of place, kind of like here in Eagle Pass in August. You know, uh, they, they they'd come in, they'd take that dipper, and they would drink to their content. And if there was any left over, they would dump that in the second vessel, and that was repeated over and over and over again. Now, vessel number one, that went to retrieve the water every day, maybe twice a day or more. That particular vessel was called a vessel of honor. Vessel number two that just received the leftovers, that was called the vessel of dishonor. Now, the vessel of honor receives, but um, almost as quickly as it receives it, it gives. Okay? So it's a giving-receiving kind of thing. Now, the vessel of dishonor just receives. Now, after a while, you can appreciate the fact that the vessel of dishonor, just getting all the leftover water, you know, a little spit, a little slime, you know, whatever else is in, floating around in there. Well, you know, it starts to smell a little gnarly after a while, right? So, I mean, it's no different when you think of it. It's really no different than a sponge that you use in your kitchen. 
you know, if you don't wring that thing out, you know, clean it out, after a while it's going to start getting a little gnarly too, you know, so you got to clean that thing up. So uh, our logic, well, my logic would be, well, okay, the, the vessel of dishonor, uh, how do I put it? Um, the vessel of dishonor, you, you take it out, you know, uh, you know, get, get a scrub brush and some bleach, you know, you clean that thing out, then you hose it down and you put it back in. But that's not what they did. That's not what they did. When it got to the place where they no longer wanted to have it in the house, they took it out to the barnyard and they used it to feed livestock or something like that, you know, and then the name changed. It went from a vessel of dishonor to an abominable vessel. Now, you'll find all of those things in the scripture. Uh, a vessel of little pleasure, Jeremiah 22 says. You say, well, okay, well, here's what I would have done. I would have just moved the vessel of honor over a slot. But then it gets dirty too, doesn't it? Dirty hands, sweaty hands handling it. So you just move it over a slot, take the other one out to the barnyard, get a new one for the vessel of honor. But no, no, that's not what you do. A vessel of honor, they took it back when it was no longer considered a clean, good water vessel. They took it back to the potter. And they said, fix it up, fix it up. And here's what he did. He would take a sharp instrument and he scraped it all, scraped it all over. Inside, outside, he scraped it and scraped it and scraped it. He cleaned it up. Sometimes he'd put it back in the kiln. Sometimes he'd patch it a little bit and then, you know, fire it up again. And then he'd come back and he'd pick it up and it would still remain the vessel of honor. Now, there's a lot in that. There's a lot in that. You know what the Lord does to his vessels of honor? I mean, we get dirty. You know, living in a dirty world, don't we? But you see, the Lord has a sharp instrument. It's called a two-edged sword. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And if you just stand still for five seconds, he'll scrape the grime off of you entirely. Amen? With what? With the word of God. I mean, that's why you listen on Thursday night. That's why you listen on Sunday afternoon. Get some of the grime cleaned off of us that the world is constantly putting on us. Now, did you ever notice that you don't have to do much to feel kind of dirty, right? One of the things that's often amazed me is that you can get into an air-conditioned vehicle, drive all day long, and do nothing but drive in an air-conditioned, you know, recirculating, modern, high-tech vehicle. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you still kind of feel grimy, don't you? But why is that? You live in a dirty world. And that's not just true atmospherically either. That's true culturally. That's true morally. That's true spiritually. Isn't that not so? So we need to be exposed to that uh, regular cleaning and that regular scraping. So that's the vessel of honor and the vessel of dishonor. He said, now look, in, in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth. That's clay and some to honor, and some to dishonor. 
All right, now, uh, verse 21. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. Now, in their cultural economy, once a vessel of dishonor, always a vessel of dishonor. But what the apostle is beginning to demonstrate here to us is that by the pure grace of God, a vessel of dishonor can be turned into a vessel of honor. And that's just grace. That's just grace, and that's exactly what that is. Amen? And thank God for grace. You know, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. So it really is a fascinating study. I have a sermon, actually, somewhere in my files about all the vessels in the Bible. And and these are just two of them. There are several more of them. And every one of them has a cultural significance that lends to a spiritual story in your Bible. All right, now verse 22. Verse 22, flee also youthful lusts, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Now, there, there, there must be more than one kind of lust in the Bible because this one is specifically designated as youthful lust. So there's more than one kind. You know, the older a person gets, the more they seem to lust after money and power. You know, young people, they tend to lust after sex and pleasure. That's what they lust after. A Bible example of fleeing lust is Joseph. That's probably one of the best examples of them all. Remember, uh, Joseph, just remember back in the book of Genesis, remember Joseph and how Potiphar's wife came on to him, and then he took off and he fled? You know, he ran the opposite direction, and it cost him, didn't it? It cost him three years in prison. That's what it cost him to live right and to do right. You know, sometimes living right has a price. And, you know, that's not often preached. You know, some people get the impression that if you live right, you do right, everything will be all peaches and cream. But, folks, that's not true. That's absolutely not true. I mean, did Jesus do right? Did Jesus live right? And they crucified him. They crucified him. So living right and doing right doesn't always produce a happy outcome, temporally, but it certainly will eternally. And there's the issue right there. There's the issue. Now keep in mind, though, that Paul is writing to a young man, a young preacher named Timothy. Flee, also, youthful us. I am sure Timothy knew exactly what he was talking about. Flee also youthful lusts, but follow after, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. You know, someone recently asked me about the word charity. Now, your old-fashioned, archaic King James Bible, you know, that I love and appreciate, occasionally uses the word charity. And you know something? All of your new Bibles all change it to love. But wait a minute. You know, God knows the word love. He uses it frequently, doesn't he? For God so loved the world, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Love the brethren. You see? God knows the word love. But the word charity is a unique, special kind of love. The only way that 
uniqueness can be described is by using a different word for it. So God has chosen the word charity. But do you know what charity is? I mean, if I could give you the most nutshell definition I can think of, do you know what charity it is? Charity is giving, expecting nothing in return. Amen? Giving, expecting nothing in return. Hence, we have charities. All kinds of charities out there. Some are legitimate, and some aren't. But there's lots of charities out there uh, making a plea for your money. And I'm not opposed to it, all right? I'm not opposed to that at all. Just be careful where you put it. You know, check it out first. Make sure it's a legitimate thing. When you give to a charity, you know, probably the best ad on TV for a charity is is that, um, oh, the name just flew out of my head. The hospital. Um, good grief. St. <laughs> Jude's, right? St. Jude's Hospital. Uh, you know, they got that little kid in the wheelchair, and, you know, he's appealing to you to give to St. Jude's Hospital. Now, honestly, I, I don't know how they work. I don't really know much about them. But if, if people can take their afflicted children there, and then they never get a bill, then I say, praise the Lord. That's a good charity. That's a good charity. Now, when you give to something like that, you don't expect anything in return, do you? You don't expect any political favor. You don't expect anything. You're just doing it out of the willingness of your heart. And it's the same thing with missionaries around the world. You know, we give out of the willingness. You know, the folks in the Amazon, uh, we talked on Sunday about the uh, LaRue family in Chile. You know, uh, what are they going to give back to us? They really don't have anything to give back to us, do they? You know, the folks in Papua New Guinea, what are they going to give back to us? That's not why we give. We give out of a spirit of charity. Now, the platform, you know, the launching pad, the starting place of all charity is God. God gave expecting nothing in return. And so if, if we give in return, we get the blessing. Isn't that right? We get the blessing. So the apostle says, you know, pursue these things. Pursue these things. Righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. You know you can call on the Lord, but not with a pure heart, right? Well, you might be thinking, well, is there a Bible example of that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Over in Second Chronicles 25. Second Chronicles 25, we, we read about an Israeli king. His name was Amaziah. Uh, take your Bibles and head over to Second Chronicles chapter 25. Second Chronicles 25, and look at verse 2. And uh, he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, but not with a perfect heart. Not with a perfect heart. So your heart is the seat of your emotions. It's the real you. It's the real you. And I can run out several examples of that, but we don't really have the time. And I'm looking at the clock right now, and we are due for our last break of the night before we uh, continue, on, continue on and complete uh, this study for tonight. So uh, before we get into verse 23, 
Uh, let's take our break here. If this is the Sword of the Spirit podcast, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends, your family, and your followers. And folks, if you are on a platform that allows you to give us a five-star rating, would you please smash that five-star rating for us, especially if we deserve it. Uh, and uh, we'll be right back after this. Don't you go anywhere. Thank you. 
Hey, man. Welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. This is Joe Russiello. I'm sorry. I don't know where that came from. All right, folks. We are back, and uh, we're going to start to uh, wrap this up in just a minute here. Just want to remind you to, uh, if you're logged into Spreaker, you can get into our chat group and uh, join the conversation. It's always a blessing to see people having a good time in there. Uh, but I, sometimes you do have to tell them to kind of calm it down a little bit because uh, the message is more important than some of the nonsense that goes on in there at times. Uh, but that's fine. That's okay. It's it's a blessing that uh, folks use it, and it's a real challenge to me too, especially when sometimes some, somebody will throw a question up at me as I'm, as I'm doing this and I get distracted. But that's great. Um, so uh, during the break, I just want to uh, say thank you to Alma for purchasing one of our coffee mugs today for a $25 contribution. There you go. And we will make sure that we get that set up to you as quickly as we possibly can. And uh, we're going to get on to our study here. Folks, don't forget uh, to like, subscribe, and share with your friends, your family, and your followers. It's really important to us, folks. Got to keep us, keep the algorithm boosting the way it has been. And uh, see, what happens is when you like, subscribe, and share it, and you give us those five-star reviews, uh, you boost our algorithm. And when folks are searching for Bible study podcasts or live shows like this and uh, or... or um, you know, sermon Sunday broadcast like we do, uh, we come up in those search results, and that's important because we are trying our very, very best to present the gospel in a very clear, concise, easy to understand way. And um, and uh, the more people that hear the gospel, the more people can get saved. And uh, that's our goal. That's our goal is to please the Lord, and that's the main thing that we're here to do is to love and to please the Lord. All right, 2 Timothy chapter 2, let's get into verse 23. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 23. One of my favorite verses, to be honest with you. Um, one of the first verses that I memorized after I became a Christian, I got saved back in uh, July of 2000, uh, was this particular verse. Uh, because, uh, you know, I took a lot of ribbing, a lot of... Uh, jokes and off-the-cuff comments, especially from uh, some people that I considered very close friends. Uh, you know, uh, they started throwing all these stupid questions and things like that. Hey, where did Cain get his wife? Come on, <laughs> you know, give me, give me a break. So verse 23 says, But foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing that they do gender strifes. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient. All right, now, uh, those verses right there, they're dealing with your um, your one-on-one uh, -on -one personal, interpersonal relationships with other people. Uh, it's not necessarily preaching, okay? Dr. Ruckman points out that uh, in one of his notes on the bottom of the page, if you happen to have one of his commentary Bibles, which if you don't, I really, really recommend you get one. As a matter of fact, when we are able to purchase the cases of Bibles that we are trying to get, and uh, you know, again, we just need a couple more supporters, uh, recurring supporters, on a, at a monthly level of four ninety nine or nine ninety nine, uh, we can get those cases of Bibles. Those are the Bibles that we're giving away. 
those, uh, those Ruckman reference Bibles. But if you happen to have one of his commentary Bibles, he gives several examples of preaching in the Bible, and it's pretty harsh. It's pretty harsh. You know, Jesus was pretty harsh in Matthew chapter 23. You know, he was rough. You know, he kicked them around the block, you know. and I mean, all you have to do is read it. You know, just don't take my word for it. Just read it. Uh, but when it comes to dealing with people one-on-one, Paul is telling young Timothy here, you know, try to be as gentle as you can with people. You know, don't beat them up purposely. <laughs> you know, I mean, sometimes you can be straightforward, uh, compassionate, you know, in, 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 in that kind of way. You know, for example, you know, some people, um, some people become expert in asking ridiculous questions, and like, I, like I mentioned earlier. And the reason they ask these ridiculous questions is to avoid being confronted by the real issues. Now, we've all watched politicians on TV. I know, here he goes. He's getting into politics, you know, not, not the podcast for it. I, I get it. But, you know, we've all watched politicians on TV, right? You know, you have, uh, you know, and, and Republicans and Democrats are both expert at it. Uh, but it doesn't matter which group you want to talk about. When they're asked a question, if they don't want to answer the question, they talk in circles, you know, ducking and dodging without ever really answering the question. Now, in a similar fashion, you know, just dealing with people about spiritual issues, a lot of people ask ridiculous questions, and they do that to avoid the real issue. Now, this is a question. This was a favorite, actually, with, with a lot of people that I've spoken to over the years. Uh, can God make a rock so big that he can't lift it? Now, I don't know if you've ever heard that. In the, nice, in the nicest, kindest way I know how, do you know what my answer is to that question? Look, I'm here to help you, okay? I'm here to give you some ammunition. So let's just assume that we studied that question really hard. We consulted several of the leading theologians around the world, and we finally arrived at an answer of you know, some consensus about whether God could make a rock so big that he couldn't lift it. But let me ask you this question. If you know the answer to that, listen to me, okay? If you know the answer to that question, how will knowing the answer to that question help you stay out of hell? Amen? Do you understand? You you see, folks, I've told you, in your witness for Jesus Christ, don't stay on the defense. You have to get on the offense. I would much rather play as a wide receiver than a linebacker. Get on the offense. Make them deal with the real issue. The real issue is Jesus Christ died for your sins. He died for the salvation of your soul. He died to make you free. He died to give you a promised place in heaven. Now, all of this rock business has absolutely nothing to do with that whatsoever. What this leads to, you know, these silly debates, these silly questions, these unlearned questions that Paul says, you know, knowing they do gender strife, I'll tell you exactly what it leads to. It leads to an apathetic society. Now, as you know, I am not a scholar but I am a student of politics. Not so much locally, more nationally. 
You know, I don't even really study state politics that much, um, and I should more, but I, I kind of just gravitate to national politics, you know, world politics. But as I watch things, and, and as I watch these things that are in so many different arenas degenerate, I continue to see more clearly a, a parallel track of things degenerating spiritually. The less emphasis that's put on the Bible, the less emphasis is put on civility and common sense, especially in politics. That Bible, that Bible's a rudder. That Bible is a stabilizer. That Bible helps people think logically because it is a logical book. And when we depart from that, when we abdicate from that, what happens is an attitude of apathy just kind of penetrates our society. Did you know that uh, the Chicago Sun-Times now has a section in their library called Apathy? Did you know that? A whole section in their library. So anytime any of their writers want to have an apathy illustration, they can just go there and find one. You know, in New York City, a mailman shot by a sniper is ordered from a building lobby because he's dripping blood. That happened. That happened. In Oklahoma City, a woman was giving birth unexpectedly on a city sidewalk. Bystanders just turned their faces. A taxi driver looked away, and then he drove away. A nearby hotel refused to give her a blanket. Now, that's not, you know, the first one. You, know, you might say, well, that's New York, you know, that there are a bunch of animals there anyway. And hey, look, hey, I'm from New York. Okay, I can say that. But Oklahoma City? That's the Bible Belt. You with me? I mean, good night. Oklahoma City, no one was willing to help this poor woman who's having a baby. It's crazy. That's why I always think it's so nice and so delightful and so heartwarming and so wonderful, you know, when you, when you, when you hear that, um, that occasional, and, and they don't come often. They really don't. And maybe it's because they don't look for them. I, I, I really don't know. But on the news, when you get that rare Good Samaritan story, you know, you know what I'm talking about? You know, every now and then you get, you get one and it's like, you know, praise the Lord, you know, someone's doing the right thing. That's good. That's good. In Dayton, Ohio, a dozen people see a woman drive her car into a river, and they watch indifferently as the woman climbs onto the roof of the car and screams that she can't swim, and the woman eventually drowns. Folks, what kind of a country do we live in? What kind of society have we evolved into? It's a society of apathy. And a departure from the Word of God generates that kind of tragic attitude. So Paul, Paul's very concerned about Timothy practicing these things, but also teaching them. Now I want you to notice what he says. He says, be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient. Now verse 25, verse 25. In meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves, if God peradventure will give them repentance, the acknowledging of the truth. Now, when people get crosswise with God and crosswise with God's commandments, do you know what they're really doing? They're opposing themselves. They're opposing themselves. That's what they're doing, opposing themselves. Contrary to popular opinion, it's entirely possible for the devil to get permission to control great parts of our lives. Did you know that? It's entirely possible. 
Well, how do you know that? Well, read Job chapter 1. Now, Job, Job is a righteous man, one that feared God and eschewed evil, the Bible says. And God still gave Satan permission to have a very significant control over Job's life for a temporary period of time, just to see how Job would handle that. It became a contest on the chessboard between God and the devil, and Job, Job is the pawn. But oh my, 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 how Job prospered in the end. All right, now, uh, there, there are some who oppose themselves, and without daily instruction from God's word, it's nearly impossible to escape. Can he recover from that? Yeah, he can recover. So part of the job of the church, the church in your Bible is compared to an army, and we're to, to a great degree, act like an army. You know, an army has warriors, an army has supply line people. An army has an infirmary. Isn't that right? Part of the job of the church is to take those, you know, you know the, guy that, um, the guy that the Good Samaritan found down in the ditch. Do you remember him? He's a mess. Good Samaritan comes along and he patches him up and he takes him to the innkeeper. It's really, it's a wonderful story. It's a great story. And part of our job, part of our job is to help people who have been, you know, waylaid, you know, bushwhacked by the cares of this world and the, des- the deceitfulness of riches, if we can. You know, some people don't want any help. You know, the prodigal son, do you remember him? The prodigal son had to come to himself first, but he came to himself. And when you come to yourself, then you do what you can. Well, how do I know they have to come to themselves? Look at verse 25. In meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves, if God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. All right, so there's an element of repentance that needs to take place that'll lead people away from the snares and the traps and the difficulties of Satan. Verse 26. And that they may recover themselves. They may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. Now, recover themselves, that's a critical point. That's a critical, absolutely critical point. We can love people. We can pray for people. We can show people the Word of God. But ultimately, it's incumbent upon them. Now, you know the old saying, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't what? You can't make him drink. Man, is that the truth? (laughs) That is the truth. So... The final responsibility for, for people in recovery, and isn't that an interesting word that the world uses? Recovery, right? The final responsibility is on them, isn't it? It's, you know, you've done everything you can to help people, and you don't feel like you're successful. You feel like a failure. You know, forget that business. It's not your failure. It's their failure that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil themselves. You know, in the final analysis, it's every individual's responsibility. In final analysis, every individual is ultimately responsible for their own spiritual welfare. I mean, we can aid, we could abet, you know, we, we, could, uh, we, we could preach, we could teach, we could pray. But in the final analysis, 
It's up to the individual. And you know what that teaches me? That teaches me that God is into absolute freedom. God gives you the freedom to do right or wrong. God gives you the freedom to make your choices. And if you think about it, to do otherwise would make us robotic, wouldn't it? God says no. Because love, and the Lord wants us to love him. He wants us to care much about him. But, you know, genuine love, genuine love is not legislated. Genuine love is willfully given. The Lord has set this whole human DNA DNA on that train. That's what he has. The whole human DNA on that particular train. Genuine love is willfully given. And so, with that, 2 Timothy chapter 2 comes to a conclusion. And uh, after six weeks in chapter 2, we're finally done. <laughs> but it has been a, a tremendous study, a real blessing. Even tonight, with this study here, as I'm going through my notes and sharing what I've learned with you, and you know, the Lord has spoken to me on a couple of things that I've been dealing with over the last several weeks. And you know, it's uh, I, I've told you before. Sometimes when I'm teaching and I'm preaching to you guys, I, I'm you know, as I'm pointing one finger at you, I got I got three, four fingers pointing back at me. And so it was tonight. Now, folks, we got uh, two more chapters to go here in Second uh, Timothy, and then once uh, once we get through those last two chapters, we're going to be getting into the Book of Revelation, which I am thoroughly stoked to get into. I really am. Uh, I've been going over my notes for that for the last couple of days, and uh, man, I am really excited. I've been reading, I've been reading the book. I've been going through the commentaries and the study Bibles, and I'm telling you, the Book of Revelation. We're going to have a great study in that, and uh, Lord willing, when we finish these last two chapters in Second Timothy, we'll be getting into that that great and wonderful book. Now, folks, I just want to say thank you again to every single one of you that have been tuning in. God bless you for it. Head over to swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Head over to our contact section. Send us over a message. Let us know whatever's in your heart and mind. And send over your prayer requests as well. Also, look for the Support This Podcast button on our website. And if you can commit to a monthly contribution, we would be very appreciative of it. And thank you for it. Until we meet again on Sunday, God bless you and take care. You've been listening to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. If you have any questions or comments, visit our website at swordofthespiritpodcast.com and send us a message. Or email us directly at info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Until next time, God bless you and good day.